1: Welcome to Rotowire's DFS NHL Thursday Podcast. Hi there, hockey fans. I'm Paul Bruno here with AJ Scholes as we bring you the Thursday edition of our DFS series of podcasts where we will focus on tonight's slate of NHL games. We've got 12 games on tap tonight, but before we begin, I'd like to remind you to follow me at Statsman22, and you can follow AJ at Scholes 24 You can also look for our weekly hockey podcast show called Puckcast with Statsman and AJ, which record every Tuesday as well. Oh man, AJ, you can't believe the excitement around here in Toronto as this young club took a huge step toward the playoff uh, last night. I concede nothing, but uh, I follow a couple of websites I told you off air. There's one called Sports Club Stats that has the Leafs listed as an 84% likelihood of making the playoffs. That's as high as they've been all year. So I'm really excited and uh, hopeful that uh, finally I get to see this club play a playoff game after uh, several years of not making it.
2: Well, and not only a big win for Toronto tonight, but, uh, you know, one with significant uh, playoff implications. As you mentioned, they beat Columbus. Uh, The Blue Jackets are locked in a three-way race for the top of the Metropolitan. Uh, The Islanders picked up a win as well last night. That puts them just two points behind the Bruins for the last wild card spot in the East. And they've got a game in hand, too. Uh, And then, of course, uh, the Ducks beat the Oilers. And that put Anaheim in second place in the Pacific. So, I mean, as it stands right now, uh, that could actually be a preview of those two teams matching up in the first round of the playoffs. So, even though there are only three games last night, ton of playoff implications. And it's an exciting time of year. Every every point really counts.
1: And it is for sure. And I know the Bruins and Islanders do hook up next week, I think, and the only remaining game between those two clubs. So the Leafs will gain ground on at least one of them, I think. So it's impossible for both of them to get two points unless Gary Bettman devises a new scoring system between now and then. <laughs> so I'll be watching that game with interest. So you want to give us a reminder uh, to our listeners, too, I know.
2: Yeah, just a, a friendly reminder that throughout the week, if you have questions about your lineups, Uh, whether they're season-long or daily uh, fantasy-related, or just hockey in general, feel free to tweet at us. As as Paul said, you can reach me at Scholes 24 and you can reach Paul, the Statsman, at Statsman22.
1: Very good, AJ. Well, let's dive into the schedule and take a look at the, what looks like a huge slate tonight of 12 games. There are some playoff implications there throughout, I'm sure. We'll begin with a big one in Boston tonight, where Tampa visits the Bruins. The Bruins are a minus 200 favorite, the over-under set at five and a half, and the, uh, the time st- start is seven o'clock there. Columbus, you mentioned they played last night. They're on a second of back-to-backs, a huge game last tonight in Washington against the homestanding Caps, so a 7.30 start. The Devils come to Toronto where the Leafs are on the second of their back-to-backs. No line on that one as of yet. And uh, Carolina visits Montreal. The Canadians stumbled recently against Detroit. Uh, You'll look for them to rebound uh, with a minus 195 in their favor and the over-under set at five for a 7.30 tilt. Then your Pens are minus 135, and the over/under set at five and a half as they visit the Canadian nation's capital in Ottawa for a 7:30 start. And Arizona visits Florida in a game between two teams that aren't likely going to factor into the postseason. Florida is a minus 200 favorite, and the over/under there is set at five and a half. AJ, what about some of the later starts?
2: Yeah, starting out at eight o'clock, you got Vancouver traveling uh, to St. Louis. The Blues huge favorites in this one, minus two forty-five. You got a five and a half over under. Uh, Calgary at Nashville. Predators are minus one forty-five. This is a huge uh, playoff implication game as both teams are are fighting to get to third in their respective divisions. You got a five point five over under in that one. Uh, Minnesota is uh, uh, welcomes Philadelphia. Uh, The Wild minus 200 in that one, a 5.5 over under. You got Dallas traveling to Chicago. Blackhawks, again, another big favorite here. They're minus 245. You got a six over under in that one, so expect uh, some goal scoring there. Uh, At 9 o'clock, you got Edmonton. They're coming off a back-to-back as well. They'll travel to Colorado. Uh, No line on that one yet, but I would hazard, uh, hazard to guess that Edmonton will be favored in that one and then the late late game Winnipeg at Los Angeles the Kings a minus 160 you got a 5.5 over under in that contest
1: yeah and it's kind of odd to think that the Kings are a team that will be on the outside looking in that's certainly the way things look today unless they go on a real red hot streak the rest of the way but AJ we have to give a nod to a new sponsor supporting our uh, podcast it's pristineauction.com I'll spell that out it's P-R-I S-T-I-N-E auction.com. They have daily auctions ending with uh, nightly with hundreds of lots. There's tons of stuff for the man cave. Always something perfect for a fan of any team. If you're concerned about authenticity, I am for sure. It's very important. They guarantee authenticity and all items come with an authentication form from only the most trusted of sources and uh, I'm also concerned about affordability and uh, was pleasantly surprised here most people don't think they can afford this stuff but it is much more affordable than you think Uh, uh, I'll remind people also when uh, to do to do us a favor if you could please go to their website in the drop-down menu there's a note to to say how'd you find out about this Uh, give us a nod because rotowire is in that drop-down menu And also, I'll remind you, it's quick and free and easy to register, free to bid. You only pay when you win. They've got some great lots here, AJ, in terms of all the major sports some neat pictures some neat autographs and stuff that's autographed is only a little bit more than you might pay for a sweater or a ball uh, independent of the autograph so really good deals all across the board i'm on this site almost every day now looking for a deal that makes sense for my man cave and i know you are as well <laughs> now let's begin to look uh, at the players at each position on the Fanduel board <laughs> aj will start with the center position and uh, the your guy Sidney crosby at the top of the list nine thousand three hundred dollars Connor mcdavid at nine thousand let's take a look at these two guys on their own and say do we play or fade either one of these guys
2: well uh, our listeners will be surprised to hear that i actually uh fade crosby and would play mcdavid hold on i got i gotta sit
1: down i can't believe what i just heard
2: (laughs) (laughs) well you know ottawa have been performing really well Uh, lately and Craig Anderson has been solid for much of the season Uh, and so for me to save a little bit of money uh, from paying up you know quite that that primo spot for Sid the Kid and you get a better matchup tonight McDavid's going up against Colorado uh, and that's why I think he's the better option he's got 10 points in his last five games and a 27.3 shooting percentage that's that's really really high uh, astronomical almost and so you have you know, you really have to consider paying up for him tonight in your lineup. I think.
1: Yeah, you know what, AJ? I de- don't generally pay up to the top of the board uh, for a lot of players, but tonight the matchup screams "pick me, pick me" because McDavid is on fire, as you suggested, and Colorado may be one of the lightest uh, opponents on the schedule that you can find. So Edmonton's rolling along, so is their big sc- captain, and uh, that's a great that's a great call, I think. Up next in that range let's look at the 8,000 and up there's three names in there we got Evgeny Malkin who's a, a day-to-day with an upper body Tyler Sagan Steve Stankos is out of course with the injury so we're looking at two guys Malkin you know what I dumped this guy in my season-long dynasty league for a high high picks last year and I'm pretty glad that I did when I consider the late season he's had in terms of the injury issues.
2: Well, that's definitely a concern. I don't know that I would have made uh, that deal. I probably would have been the one giving you the picks because when he is in the lineup, uh, he does average over a point per game for uh, almost his entire career. So... Uh, I don't expect him to be in tonight. I, you know, I'm obviously monitoring this situation closely. There hasn't been a lot of indication that he'll be uh, in the lineup tonight. Obviously, that could change. And so really in this 8000 group, that really just leaves you with Tyler Sagan. Uh, I, I don't love his matchup against uh, potentially Corey Crawford. Uh, as they face you know the Blackhawks and so for me I think this whole 8,000 group is, is just a, a complete avoid in my opinion.
1: Yeah I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you but I'll also say with regards to that Malkin trade for me it's worked out very well. I'm one point away from clinching the vaunted uh, Rotowire Staff League title for the second straight year so there's no uh, no tears being shed for me trading uh, <laughs> Malkin on this corner. Uh, 7,000 and up we got a mittful of guys in this range AJ beginning with Mark Shifley and all the way down to uh, Claude Giroux who's kind of picked up his game of late Uh, anybody in this uh, bracket of interest to you
2: yeah I got to take a look at Jonathan Taves for 7600 he's on a five game point streak and that has him averaging 17.5 fantasy points per night uh, he averages over 20 minutes per game, so you know he's going to get plenty of opportunities, and he gets one of the best matchups in the night facing Dallas, so uh, uh, almost a, a lock for me tonight, if you're willing to pay that price.
1: And I'll say, I mentioned Giroux. He's finally awakened, and this guy had been really had jo- uh, suffering through a terrible season, but he's awakened of late, and I like the fact that he's gotten hot like we might expect him. He's got points in all of all of his games except for one in the last seven starts so that tells me he's nearing the top of his performance and more likely to uh, score than not on most nights of late and he gets to face a Minnesota team that's kind of reeling of late they've won only three of their last 10 and I'm not concerned about this being a road game for Philly they can play anywhere when uh, their big guy is rolling so I like I like Giroux in this grouping. Uh, let's drop down into the 6,000 range where the Leafs rookie phenom Austin Matthews is rolling again at $6,700. He might be worth a look on the second of back-to-backs, but who else do you like in this range from Alex Barkoff all the way down to, uh, Tyler Johnson, who is a day-to-day call with a lower body injury?
2: Well, if you, if you don't necessarily uh, want to use the Leafs because you're worried about those back-to-backs, I wouldn't personally be concerned about that. But if you are, another option for you is going to be Anze Kopitar for 6400 uh, He's averaging a point per game over his last six outings. And this is another player like Taves that's averaging over 20 minutes per night. Uh, the Jets, his opponent tonight, have allowed 16 goals in their last five outings. Uh, in large part to a blue line that's really uh, been decimated by injuries. So uh, in, in total, the, the Kings might be a team worth stacking based on you know some of those uh, injuries and, and the, goal, uh, the goal count that uh, keeps climbing up uh, in Winnipeg.
1: Yeah, and I'll, I'll take a look at, at getting Kuznetsov in this range, AJ, because Columbus is coming off the back of, second of back-to-backs, and Washington's a real tough out at home, as we've seen all year long. So Kuznetsov at $6,100, he'll be positioned to avoid Columbus's uh, top checking, which will be focused on uh, Ovechkin as much as possible tonight, I would think. So we'll look for the Kuznetsov unit to have a big game there. And uh, for $6,100, I think that's one of the better ba- values in total on the whole center slate, if you ask me. Uh, in the 50, 5,900 down to, let's take it all the way down to 5,000, AJ, and there's a whole, about 10 names in there, and a number of these guys are first and second line guys. Who do you like from 5,900 down to 5,000?
2: Uh, Vincent Trochek is a guy we haven't really talked about it much. He's coming in at 5,600, and a lot of that has to do with the struggles that that you've seen in Florida. You know, I'll admit, uh, going out on a limb a little bit here, he is on a 10 game goalless streak, but he's picked up six helpers, or seven helpers, excuse me, over that stretch. And more importantly, perhaps, he's averaging three shots uh, per game uh, in that stretch. And so, He's definitely taking his chances. Eventually, one's going to find the back of the net. And when better for him to capitalize on that than going up against the Coyotes.
1: Well, and I'm going to turn the tables on you saying I'm looking at Kyle Tourist at $5,800 against your penguins who come to town and tourist has been a bit of a streaky player but boy he's on a hot streak right now with three goals and an assist in his last four games pouring at least three or four shots on goal in his last five games so i like that level of activity and a double digit score in FanDuel play is very likely from this guy even with your uh, visiting penguins coming to town the senators honor on a bit of a role as a team and looking like quite the juggernaut in the atlantic division maybe the the hottest team in that group over the last month i would say so and tourist has been a big part of that Whole machinery going forward. We're going to go bargain hunting now, AJ. Let's take a look at the five thousand and less category uh, price range here and uh, see if we can get some people some good tournament plays. Well,
2: I'll start with Nick Benino for four thousand five hundred uh, for value. You can't really do much better than a guy who's got six goals in his last eight games, averages uh, a minute forty-seven on the power play and really likes to block shots. He's got 10 blocks in, the, in those last eight games. Uh, the matchup is not great. I, I mentioned with Crosby that Ottawa's uh, been playing pretty well late, um, but for 4,500, that's a risk I'd be willing to take. Now, if you want a non-Penguin guy, uh, consider Braden Point at 4,300. He's got three goals and two assists in his last five outings, along with 14 shots on goal. Uh, we have talked about the fluidity of line combinations in today's NHL, but for now, it's looking like he's going to be uh, on the top line alongside Pilat and Nikita Kucherov. Uh, that obviously could change, so you may want to keep uh, your eye on the rotowire depth charts to see what happens there. But as long as he's on that top line, I think he's a great value at 4300
1: Yeah, there's a couple other first-line players. The one that jumps out at me in this range is Nick Schmaltz, AJ. He's playing against Dallas. You've railed about the Dallas goaltending all year long quite rightly and Schmaltz finds himself between Panarin and Kane and I think you and I would have a shot to get a couple of points against <laughs> against Dallas with with those kind of wingers and Schmaltz has picked up the slack uh, in Anisimov's injury absence and done very well producing double digit fan duel points ever since he's been s- slotted in there so I like him another pick in what could be a wide open game is Matt Duchesne first, slated to get first line minutes for Colorado against visiting Oilers that could be a real uh, up and down the ice uh, Fire wagon, tiger hockey game, and Duchene. Don't forget, is a quality player, albeit on a terrible team. That's why the price point's so low at forty four hundred. But hey, he gets power play time there, and uh, uh, Edmonton could be suspect uh, as the visiting team here. Don't so don't discount uh, the Avalanche star there. Let's go over to the wing position, AJ. The top of the board features the aforementioned Patrick Kane as one of four guys in the uh, plus 8,000 range. You can certainly make an easy case for all four of them. Is one favored over any of the others
2: for you? Yeah, as you mentioned, Paul, any one of these guys, I think you you really can't go wrong with this kind of elite group. But the hottest stick of the four, and conveniently the cheapest, is Brad Marchand at 8,200. He's got 10 points in his last five outings. He's surged up the board to put himself in the mix for both the Art Ross and the Rocket trophies. Uh, he's right there uh, trailing, you know, Crosby and, and McDavid for the Art Ross. So uh, for me, I would use Marchant just because you're saving as much compared to to the other uh, three guys here but uh, you know you really can't go wrong with any of them
1: no and I mean if if not for Marshawn I would I for you say Marshawn I would have jumped on him for sure uh, because it's a huge game for Boston tonight and they're going to look to him to deliver but Patrick Kane boy this guy is lighting it up like his hottest streak of the year right now and double digits and fan duel play are commonplace for him over the, la- the last 10 games I think he's reached it all but uh, twice it looks like uh, and, and and so you can't tremendous value for for the price tag I think even though it is quite high uh, the matchup is too favorable I think to to overlook if you can squeeze him into your lineup and if you can't you got to go looking a little lower and so will we uh, we'll take a look at the 7000 range aj there's about seven or eight names in here also a lot of first liners who jumps out in this group for you
2: yeah, the standout for me is going to be Blake Wheeler for the Jets. Uh, he's got uh, he's averaging twenty two point four fantasy points over his last four games. He's got two goals, uh, five assists over that stretch, so he's been uh, just red hot. Uh, and he gets you know a decent matchup in in L.A. Um, you know, Jonathan Quick's been solid. Uh, Bishop has been fluky at best since joining the Kings. Uh, And so it will depend a little bit on on who is going to be their goaltender tonight. It'll probably be quick, but that hasn't been confirmed yet. Um, But I think just based on his production numbers, uh, again, this is another one where it's worth the risk of him going up against a good goaltender. And I'm going to show
1: Phil Kessel a little bit of love in this range. AJ, I'm surprised you didn't jump on him, but uh, he's back in Canadian soil tonight in Ottawa, and uh, I think he has a good night against the Senators. He used to do very well against Ottawa when he was with the Leafs, and uh, this is a matchup where he'll be more more inclined to get the primo scoring opportunities as Malkin is sidelined a little bit. So I'm looking for the Pittsburgh special teams to thrive here and Kessel to be a central part, so I like him in this uh, in this slot I'm also interested to see if Max Pacioretty gets off the schneid he's been scoreless in his last four games he's too good a player to be scoreless much longer and I think he might be primed for a breakout against an also ran club like Carolina in what should be a pretty wide open affair in Montreal so there's two value picks uh, two picks in the 7,000 range for me that I like uh, into the six thousands, Zaya we go AJ what about in this group?
2: Yeah. So I'll start off in the top half of the, the 6,000 group. Uh, Leon Drysidle at, at 6,800. This is really a kind of matchup hunting here. Edmonton are playing Colorado. We've talked all season long about their uh, you know woes. And, and drysidle has been on an absolute tear of late. Uh, two goals, uh, but uh, nine helpers over his last uh, five contests. And he's really racking up the fan duel points uh, in those contests. He's averaging uh, just under 19 minutes a game, but 247 of that is coming on the power play. Uh, Dry is on that top w- line alongside Connor McDavid, so you could definitely look at stacking these two guys together. That wouldn't be uh, the worst idea out there. So uh, for me, in kind of the top half of the 6,000 range, uh, that's where I would spend my dollars.
1: All right, and I'll counter with Mike Hoffman. I'm going the other side of that Pittsburgh-Ottawa tilt. Hoffman's picked up helpers in each of the last four games, and before that was putting the puck in the net with regularity. He's pretty much been a point-of-game guy over the last 10 games, and that means double-digit scoring with a lot of shots on goal. He's uh, not a guy who will factor in on the block shots thing, but don't lose sight of that as a bonus factor in fan FanDuel play on a nightly basis, too. We'll point that out as a reminder when you're evaluating players. You can also look at, the, and I mention that because Mitch Marner is a guy I want to also highlight here. He he gets in the way of more shots by accident, I think, than he would <laughs> care to admit. He got rocked by one last night again, but he's been all uh, a real waterbug for the Leafs and a guy who uh, really, when you say about this team be, being on the second of back to backs and not worrying about it, this is one of the reasons why this guy's got a high motor and uh, really flies up and down the ice every night. He'll be raring to go tonight at home, where he's thrived more than on the road for the Maple Leafs, and I get a good matchup against New jersey so don't forget about the all-around game block shots a factor and Marner is leading the all all rookies in assists that also helps in the scoring but he's due for a goal too so I expect a big night for for the Leafs uh, hot rookie there Uh, about in the bottom half of the 6,000s AJ
2: well I can't overlook Connor Shearer here at 6,400 the the pens have been uh, rolling really well Lately, and Shiri's been key to that alongside Sidney Crosby. Uh, Since he came back from injury, he's got 14 points in 10 games, uh, and that includes some power play assists. No power play goals yet, uh, but I I would expect that those will come at some point. Uh, And then, you know, he he doesn't block as many shots as other players, but he does uh, have 32 shots on goal in those 10 games. So that's, you know, over three a game. And so Connor Sheary at 6,400 playing alongside Sid the Kid is a a nice pick there. Again, I'll give you a non-Penguin option as well. Uh, I actually like Kyle Palmieri tonight. Uh, And the Devils are a team we don't usually find players on. Uh, They've been down. They are going up against your Maple Leafs. um, But I know that uh, you've seen firsthand Freddie Anderson's been prone to giving up the occasional goal here and there. Palmieri's got five goals in his last five games, plus two assists. Uh, And so it might be uh, the time to hit when the iron's hot on this guy. And I'll
1: counter with a guy when I see a first line uh, player in this price range I give it a long look and and I'm even more intrigued when the opposition is Arizona so I'm going to look at Jonathan Huberto for $6,300 he is the first line sa- sa- winger over here in uh, in uh, Florida's lineup tonight in, a, in what looks like a very favorable matchup against a club that that really has nothing to play for the rest of the year so uh, I think the Florida team uh, as a homestanding club will lean on their uh, top winger here and uh, Huberdeau comes out with a big night uh let's drop to the five thousands aj you got we got some value uh, in this range too i'm pretty sure
2: yeah well our, our listeners are going to notice a theme here uh i really like patrick maroon tonight for 5500 yeah. so now i've highlighted all three guys on edmonton's top line so yeah. if you're looking for three guys to stack here you go uh the prices are such that you can pull it off i mean dry sidle's not outrageous uh, you'll have to find some value using connor mcdavid with how high he is but patrick maroon against uh, the Avalanche you know he's been tearing it up as well he's got four goals and three assists uh, in his last five games and he had five shots uh, two nights ago so he's certainly not afraid to put pucks on the net and uh, I expect a big game from this entire line and uh, you know this is where you can get the value for it.
1: And I'm going to say Jaden Schwartz is a guy for me. He's also a top-line winger with St. Louis. Gets the favorable matchup against Vancouver tonight. He's got eight points in his last 10 games, and and that's good enough for me to think he's on one of his patented hot scoring streaks, and I think he has a good chance to continue with this nice matchup here. You can also say Daniel Sedin, another first-liner for Vancouver, on the flip side of that situation. Sedin, for his part, is doing what the Sedins do all year long, and that's consistent scoring. So, again, when you can find a veteran in this ring, uh, I, as a first liner with a soft opponent, and I don't say sh- St. Louis is necessarily soft, but their goaltending has been su- suspect from time to time, so that's why Sadin's name pops up for me. We'll go bargain hunting in the wing position now, AJ, and uh, come up with some guys from 5,000 and down.
2: Yeah, I I, I did forget to mention one guy at at 5,100 I do actually really like. I'll throw him out there really quick, and that's Matthew Peralt for the Jets. Uh, I think he's on a a little bit of a a hot streak right now with – you know, two goals and three assists in his last three games. I think what draws me to him is it, during that stretch, he's averaging over four minutes a night on the power play. Uh, so definitely a chance to pot some power play goals. One of, one of those two goals I did mention did come on the power play. So a nice player to capitalize in this range going further down into that value under 5,000 range. I do like a uh, record panic tonight. He's got uh, you know, a pretty decent assignment playing alongside uh, um, uh, the second line of, of Chicago he's on a two-goal uh, tear uh, in back-to-back night so I think he's one uh, to look at as well for a, a value play at the bottom
1: and I'll give two names in this group also guys that are projected to hit first line minutes now one is Max Domi for me he gets all the prime time opportunities on the power play as well and he faces a Florida team that's really not getting good goaltending of late mostly because James Reimer hasn't been able to pick up the slack with Roberto Longo's recent injury woes so I think Florida has really stumbled out of the playoff race and, and will be on a downer mode Arizona's been in that downer mode much of the season and Domi is a guy who's got a high motor and will look to take advantage of this matchup I'll also favor Toivo Terevainen against Montreal. The Canadians have not been playing great hockey of late, but Teravainen sure has on the other side of the equation, r- routinely picking up double digits in fan-dual play. A couple of scores near 20 recently. That tells me he's carrying a hot stick, and in what could be a pretty wide-open affair in Montreal, I like to take a chance on him in this range. We're going to go to the blue line next. At the top of the board, a guy who's been closing the gap on the, on the Norris Trophy discussion is at the top of the board here in Eric Carlson, along with Chris Letang, who's on the IR with an upper body injury. So you're going to fade him tonight for sure, much to your chagrin, AJ. So why don't we spend a minute or two talking about Carlson, what he's done of late, and whether you're on him tonight against your Pittsburgh Penguins.
2: I'm not. And, and this isn't just uh, letting my heart get in the way of my head. Uh, my concern is the, the goaltending in, in Pittsburgh, whether it's Matt Murray or uh, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, I think it'll be Murray tonight, but it could uh, always be the flower. And they've just been r- really solid of late. So I think goals are going to be hard to come by uh, for Ottawa. I know that's a a point of contention for us you've highlighted a couple Ottawa guys uh, so I wonder uh, is Carlson another one of the the sends that you like tonight
1: yeah I'm you might make a case for him but uh, I agree with you the goaltending the Pittsburgh's we're getting has been really good I think this is going to be a low scoring tilt uh, all around and because uh, Anderson's been playing great for Ottawa as well uh, it's too important for both teams to play wide open it'll be close to the vest that mitigates the scoring opportunities uh, even for a guy like Carlson so I'm fading him myself uh, in the next grouping we're going to take a look at uh not only the three guys in the 6000 range but let's take it into the top half of the 5000s AJ. So if you want to give me one of the top 3 and one of the top half of the 5000s go right ahead. There's lots of quality here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Looking at the the 6000 guys, I I probably would go uh with Victor Hedman based on matchup. Uh you know, Uh, Elliot's been phenomenal in, in Calgary, although it could be Chad Johnson tonight. And if it is, you may want to use Roman Yossi, but I think Victor Hedman's got the best matchup of, of those guys in the 3000 range, uh, looking at the upper five thousands, I really like Duncan Keith, uh, and what he's been adding to, to the game lately. Uh, his goals aren't necessarily there, just, just one, uh, in his last several matchups, but he does have plenty of assists, two assists in his last six games. Uh, He's putting shots on net uh, and so that's always a, a good indicator and he does get the occasional block here as well. I mean, his minutes uh, minutes are huge as well. It's uh, twenty over 25 minutes per game. And so that's another reason to to target Duncan Keith tonight, uh, in my opinion.
1: I love the rationale in the Josie Hedman situation. I'm surprised you didn't mention Justin Schultz. To me, he's priced a little bit too high there at $6,300 in a game that I do think is going to be a low-scoring game. And Schultz just simply doesn't have the profile for me as some of the other guys at the top end of the board. So I'm surprised to see him priced that high. Uh, I, I think that's a guy I definitely fade in that grouping certainly a guy who brings it every night uh, for Calgary is Mark Giordano at $5,900. He's never a bad call, and Calgary's been playing very, very well of late. And Nashville's goaltending has taken a bit of a tick, upward tick recently, but Renee's not the Renee of last year uh, yet in my mind. So uh, Giordano looks like a good look there. I'll say Dustin Bufflin also looks like a good look for me at the top end of the board for Winnipeg because they get a matchup against an LA team is not like the LA team that we've been seeing in the last few years. And Bufflin has been a runaway locomotive for the jets he's one guy who's got shots on goal in almost every game he has a higher percentage of that than almost any other player in the league not named austin matthews as a matter of fact and uh Below that, Zach Kwarenski's played great for the Columbus Blue Jackets as a rookie, and if you're thinking that somebody might spearhead them in a surprise win over Washington, maybe it's the rookie blue liner who will get first-line pairing minutes and first-line power play roles. so uh, that might be a bit of a dark horse in this range that, uh, that I'll bring up. What about in the bottom half of the 5,000s, AJ?
2: Well, I I really like uh, Shattenkirk here for 5,400. Now, I I understand he's going up against Columbus and what will be a tight game, but Roski's been great of late. Uh, And so there's certainly some concerns there. And and I will admit as well to having some concerns, the fact he hasn't scored yet uh, since coming over to Washington. But over that stretch, he's got six assists, uh, four of which have come on the power play where he's logging uh, almost four minutes per night. He's got uh, eight block shots with them and 21 shots on goal. Uh, so he's finding ways to get, you know, some fan duel points. Uh, it's not a ton because the goals aren't coming yet. Uh, but I think if they can manage to get one in Bob, in on Barbarowski, Shattenkirk, if he's not the goal scorer, Will certainly be part of the uh, the equation there.
1: Yeah, I like that call. He's fitting in very well in the special teams. He's They're not relying on him to play necessarily first line and regular shift, but with all the talent they have there, anytime he's on the ice, he's going to be with some good players. So a good pick there at home against a, a Columbus club that could be really reeling after, after a shocking loss last night to the Maple Leafs. Another guy I'll highlight in this range is Shea Weber, a guy whose scoring was down, has been down the last several weeks uh, over what he did in the first half, but he's picked it up of late and he's getting invo- more a li- little more involved and he's also one of the meanest guys in the league and when the team is slumping he's even more angry and, and he plays better when he's angry this guy he so- admits it himself so so i'm i'm heavy on him tonight as a real good pick in this range uh, against carolina And Seabrook for me is another guy uh, as well with Chicago, a guy who kind of plays in the shadow of Duncan Keith, even though they're not paired together. You think of these guys together because they were partners for so long, but against that Dallas club, this is a good matchup for him too at the $5,000 price point uh, for me. So I'll throw that name out there. And if you want to mention any thoughts about the 5,000 or below, here's your opportunity, AJ.
2: Yeah. So there's two guys I really, uh, would target here. Uh, if you're stacking the first line of Edmonton, here's your fourth guy, uh, in my opinion, and that's Oscar Clefboom at 4,800. Uh, he doesn't uh, have a ton on as far as uh, goals and assists of late, just one goal and one assist in his last five. But what he is adding is 13 shots on goal, 18 block shots, and 21 47 of ice time. So he's going to be on the ice. This is a game where he certainly can find ways to contribute. Uh, I know Paul talking off air, we both uh, really like Clef Bomb tonight. tonight. Uh, if you want another option as well, uh, Matt Dumba from Minnesota uh, is a good option tonight as well. He's got three goals in his last five games, and that's got him averaging just over 20 uh, fantasy points per night over that stretch. And so uh, he's looking really good uh, right now. Uh, his goals are coming on the power play which is you know a little bit of a bonus when when you're adding up those goals so um, both those guys uh, solid value plays tonight
1: you know what i couldn't say more anything more about oscar cleft It it's look, looks like you were reading my notes about him and he's going to be definitely <laughs> in my lineup tonight anytime you get a first line defenseman against a soft opponent uh, I, with a mismatch this heavy you got to go for it cleft an easy fit into my lineup and I might make a build, build a similar case, even though you look at Columbus and Washington, I think Washington gets a huge advantage in, in that they're not playing the second of back-to-backs. And I'll harp on the fact one more time, Columbus lost a tough one last night. This is a huge game for both clubs, and Washington will not spit the bit. And it's li- likely going to be part of a parcel of John Carlson's duty to make sure that happens. He's a linchpin on the power play. He's a first-line player in terms of regular shift. For You don't get that combination too much. Uh, and so I'll jump on both of these guys in this range. For sure, you can also mention uh, Justin Falk, who found his offensive groove in the second half of the season against a Montreal team that slipped a little bit of late. I've gone on a couple of Carolina guys. I told you I don't like the Canadians, so anytime I can flag them <laughs> with some good options uh, on the other side, I'll do so. And Falk is my guy there tonight. What about the top end of the goaltenders? These are the guys that are li- the cornerstones of our teams, and uh, we save them for last. Uh, Braden Holtby of the Caps. Uh, at the top of the board at 9,400 carry is day-to-day with an undisclosed injury that's got to make waves in Montreal and maybe make the, my Carolina picks even stronger if he doesn't show up but, but uh, what about the top four guys in the nets tonight
2: well I've talked in the past how I don't like to use any of these guys if they're playing each other uh, you've got Bob Roski going up against Hopi and so that's just a, a battle of wills and uh, you know top elite goaltending so I would fade both of those guys. Uh, Murray has been decent of late, um, but I agree with you, Paul. I think that contest could be a real close one. Uh, and so I, for that price tag, I think I shy away from Murray at 9200 as well. So that really just leaves Kerry Price. Uh, they are playing it really close to the vest with this injury. They didn't provide any details as to you know what it might be, just that he's not quite 100% and they couldn't confirm whether he would play tonight. Uh, and so if he's in the lineup, I think he's the best option of the four. Um, but as a whole, you know, with those injury concerns kind of hanging over Price's head, I might just avoid this group entirely.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. You need to get this call right. And, you know, the head-to-head matchup maybe disqualifies those two guys in Holtby and Bobowski. Murray, we've talked about the fact that could be a close game. Pittsburgh's on the road. So again, I agree with you and and Carey Price's situation too nebulous for me to want to put 9,400 on a a guy who might not even play. So definitely going to fade the group along with you. Maybe we find our starters in the next grouping, though, in the high 8,000s. AJ, I really like Cam Talbot in this group. He gets the best matchup, I think, in this whole area. And and I'll leak the fact that I'm on him tonight in a matchup where I'm stacking Edmonton Oilers against a bad Colorado team.
2: Well, my concern about Talbot is that they're coming off that back-to-back. And so I wonder, you know, uh, if he's going to be in net, And if he is, is he going to be a little tired from playing two in a row? And so for me, I'm going to go over to Jake Allen at 8800. Uh he's 6-1 and 0 in his last seven contests. That's with a 1.29 goals against average. He's been uh phenomenal of late and he's facing a, a Vancouver team uh that is just just awful to be to be perfectly blunt about it. Uh and so I think he should have a great chance to to pick up a win tonight.
1: Well, and in this group if I don't get uh I'll say if I don't get the Edmonton goalie I'm going to go with the Chicago goalie for sure. Corey Crawford is projected to start against Dallas. That's a very favorable matchup as well. So, uh contingent on my uh, Edmonton call I have a backup in Chicago that's only $100 cheaper and so I fit him in and I still have a very good quality lineup there what about below the 8,000 8,500 mark there's a couple of guys three or four that are projected starters what do you think about uh, the chances for Devin Dubnik, Pekka Rinne, Andrei Vasilevsky and James Reimer among others down here
2: yeah, I think, I think Dubnik's probably the best option here. Um, you know, Vassilassi's facing Boston, uh, and he's played decent of late, but, you know, Boston's got Marchand, and they're they're really pushing hard for the playoffs. Uh, Peke Rene could be in a dogfight going up against Calgary, who's another team that's been surging of late. And so I think Devin Dubnik, for me, is going to be the guy I look to. Uh, you know, he's uh, had his uh, ups and downs of late, but he did shake that off with a win over the Sharks. And so I think he might be finally back on track and I expect him to perform well against the Flyers tonight.
1: You know what? I'm going to take a flyer on a guy uh, that's going to be playing the second of back-to-backs for the Maple Leafs. Curtis he gets a rare start. He's been pretty serviceable as a backup for Toronto and his team is playing really, really well right now. Uh, So I I like the fact that the the team's playing well. They got a good matchup. They're at home. I know it's a second of back-to-backs, but we're talking New Jersey Devils. Hardly a league powerhouse at $7,700. If McElhinney gets gets the win for your lineup, you can really put some other money to good use in this range or elsewhere in your lineup, rather, I should say, uh, to bolster your squad. So those are our quick looks around the league for the players that we think in each range. But now we want to zero in on on our lineups. Before we do that, though, we want to give thanks to our sponsors at FanDuel with a reminder that baseball is just around the corner, folks. Don't get stranded on first base without a Rotowire subscription and don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today and you'll get a free six-month rotowire subscription go to fanduel.com slash rotowire to claim it you must be a new fanduel user in order to be eligible users may only establish one account on fanduel that's fanduel.com slash rotowire all right aj let's put our lineups together who do you have at center
2: all right so i i said i was going out a little bit of on, on a limb to go with Vincent Chocheck and so I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and use him at 5,600. I think he's primed to have a good night tonight. And then on the flip side there, uh, keeping it low on the low end for centers, I'm going to go with Nick Bonino for 4,500. The goals have just been coming too easily. He finds himself in the right place at the right time. Uh, late in the season, and he was part of that huge Stanley Cup win last year. So uh, for me, Trocheck at 5600, Benino at 4500. Paul, what does the middle of your lineup look like?
1: Well, I went big and I went small. I got Connor McDavid. I made the case for him. How can you not, with the league's leading scorer, get a favorable matchup against an opponent that's not one of the elite teams in the league? Edmonton's on a roll, and it's largely on the shoulders of the young phenom captain. And I'll partner him with uh, Schmaltz from Chicago, who's priced in at only $4,500, the cheapest guy in my lineup. So I did kind of like what you did, put a real low-end guy in there at the top, and it gives me flexibility elsewhere. Schmaltz playing with Panarin and, and Kane, that's a great forward unit, and he's taking advantage of the opportunity in, in great shape and getting good, you're going to get good value from him tonight again. Uh, four wingers, AJ.
2: All right, so I'll start off with two guys I, I didn't talk about earlier. And uh, the first one's Patrick Hornquist at 6,500. Now, this is contingent on the fact that Jake Gunsel, uh looks like he'll probably be out with a concussion right. after what I'll call a dirty hit from Rasmus rissi yeah. I know others might not agree with me, but uh, I didn't like the hit. And so if Gunsel is, in fact, out, I expect that Hornquist will be the one that slides up to Sid's top line. And so that definitely makes him uh, worth a look there. And then a guy I, I kind of thought maybe you'd talk about Paul, Willie Nylander for Toronto at 6,200. He's got at least a point per game in his last nine uh, contests with 22 shots on goal. Uh, doesn't get a whole lot of block shots, but when he's scoring at that pace, you don't really need it to rack up the <laughs> fan duel points. True. Uh, and then We both uh, talked, uh, highlighted Patrick Maroon for 5,500. I think it'd be a mistake to keep him out of your lineup tonight. Uh, And then I mentioned uh, Panic at 4,600. I think he should do well for Chicago tonight. So those are my four guys. Paul, what did you do uh, with your wingers?
1: Well, I also want to give a nod to Willie Nylander. He's on the verge of creating history for Toronto. He's got points in nine straight games as a rookie, so he'll be looking to set a a franchise mark tonight if he should reach the score sheet again. But I countered with one of his teammates, Mitch Marner, another one of those rookie phenoms, to lead my uh, winger contingent. $6,600. He's been the most prolific of the Leaf rookies at home all year long, and I'm counting on him to, to carry the flag on a night where some of the Leafs' older guys might be a little bit tired, but uh, he, he'll uh, pick this club up by its bootstraps, I'm sure, and and make sure that they're well, well represented offensively. He's been a very consistent scorer all year long, playing on a line with uh, Bozak and Van Riemsdijk, hasn't hurt his cause at all, and uh, the team's rolling, he's rolling along, and uh, a favorable matchup, all factor in. I also highlighted Jaden Schwartz earlier with a really good streak uh, recently. You look for guys like this who are notoriously streaky players. When they are riding high, I jump all over them. We both mentioned Maroon, so I'll also say a couple other guys in the $5,500 range, if I don't want to duplicate what you said. We'll go with Radulov in Montreal. Gets a good matchup against a visiting club that's a lower-end team. Winnipeg Jets in their high-octane offense, largely relying also on Nikolai Ehlers, also in that $5,500 price range for a couple of guys that play powerful minutes and top six minutes and both getting good matchups tonight as well. And I highlighted as my flyer in this group, but Ty, Domi, uh, Ty Domi's son, Max, for Arizona with $5,000 price tag against that suspect Florida goaltending. I think this is good value for a guy who's going to be playing special teams minutes and first line minutes for the Coyotes. We'll talk about our defenseman next and I wonder what your strategy might be over here.
2: Yeah. So I stayed low here as well. Um, I went with Duncan Keith for 5,800. Uh, I think that matchup against Dallas is just too good to pass up on. Uh, and that, it, that figures to be a high scoring affair. And then a little bit, as I mentioned, a little bit of a riskier play, I am going to use Kevin Shattenkirk, uh, tonight for 5,400. He, Uh, figures to uh, be part of of the solution i think Uh, i would expect washington will want to capitalize on on a tired uh, blue jackets team and i think uh you know shattenkirk will be a huge part of that tonight Uh, paul what did you do on defense
1: i went cheap as i said i uh, when i highlighted these guys below five thousand dollars not too often you get premier offensive talent good matchups and Carlson and Kleffbaum certainly fit that role so for a total of $9,700 I get two first liners who will play lots of minutes for teams that are really rolling right now and uh, what more can you ask for Uh, I think it's pretty succinct and pretty accurate to think that they both will have good games this evening Um, in the nets to round out our squads I think we tipped our hands let's give a quick thumbnail to the fix that we made
2: yeah absolutely i am going to use jake allen tonight uh, the matchup's great he's been great uh, it checks all the boxes of what you're looking for and he's not astronomically priced at 8800 so an easy uh, easy decision for me tonight paul uh, how are you backstopping your lineup
1: well i i know that cam talbot's not slated at the moment to be the starter in edmonton but if he is i think he's a he's a lock to be my guy just because of the quality of that matchup and relying on the fact that his offense is going to take care of business up front. I'll also say that if he's not going to be the guy, then I make a quick switch to Corey Crawford, who has the favorable matchup against a team that's nowhere near as good as the Hawks. And I saw firsthand this team is really on fire right now and playing like a playoff champion should at this time of year. So they're hitting on all cylinders. And uh, one of those is the quality goaltending of Corey Crawford. So an easy choice for me. And that brings us to the Rotowire NHL optimizer picks. AJ, why don't you tell us a little bit about that and uh, what the optimizer picks for this evening's slate?
2: Yeah, so uh, once again, I I did the optimizer just straight. So if you went to rotowire.com this morning clicked, uh, click, show me the optimal lineup. This is what you would get. Now that can change uh, later in the day. So for some of our listeners, uh, who might be listening on their rides home from work or just before putting their lineups together, uh, this could show up a little differently as those projections are tweaked, uh, throughout the day and different guys will, will show up there. But for this morning, it's got Connor McDavid at 9,000 in the center position. Uh, we talked about him and then the optimizer actually likes my Vincent Trocheck pick uh, as Florida play Arizona, he's 5,600. So uh, some decent, uh, decent high low there for the center. Uh, and then it goes with uh, Patrick Kane, at on wing at 8,900 Jordan Eberle for Edmonton at 5,200 and then the two value picks the optimizer likes to do this it, it'll go high in one end and then throw you two value guys at the low end it's got John Hayden for Chicago he's playing second line he's actually uh, showed up really well of late we talked yes, about him a little bit yeah in our Tuesday uh podcast uh, he's 3,500 and then John Quenville uh for New Jersey at 3,200 I, I guess the the optimizer Shares my concerns about Freddie Anderson uh, and looks like it's going to try and use a, a New Jersey devil uh, on defense. It, uh, it disagreed with me and, and agreed more with you, Eric Carlson uh, for Ottawa at 7,400. And then the value pick is Oliver Ekman Larson of Arizona. Again, uh, 4,500. That's capitalizing on the, uh, the Florida goaltending that you've highlighted. And again, to capitalize on that Florida goaltending, the optimizer likes Mike Smith. In goal for seventy-seven hundred, so going real low in a value uh, option there, but that allows the optimizer to use Patrick Kane and Connor McDavid, who are you know pretty high priced tonight, so. Uh, if you're going to do that you got to find value somewhere and the optimizer likes mike smith uh, in goal tonight
1: well the, the quenville k- uh, pick is an intriguing one for me because he's the cheapest guy on the board uh, in the optimizer selection and they're kind of looking at the leaf goaltending situation wondering if in fact the leafs do go to their backup tonight macalhanie or do they go with anderson who played last night so i think they're banking on the the back-to-back issue in toronto being a factor there so it's not as outlandish a pick as, as i thought when you first read it out AJ, uh, there's a lot of speculation about the NHL's participation in the next Winter Olympics slated for Pyeongchang, South Korea. Do you think the pros should go uh, pure and simple? What's your thoughts?
2: Well, while those of us on this side of the U.S.-Canadian border love the storyline behind the 1980 miracle on ice, I don't want to go back to the days of college and junior players suiting up in the Olympics. That's why we have the World Junior Championships, to highlight these young talent from around the world. Uh, around the world. I think if owners can tolerate the money grab, that was the world cup of hockey, they should be able to tolerate allowing players that want to to participate in the the olympics now having said that i wouldn't begrudge any player that wants to sit out due to injury risk it's their bodies on the line if they don't want to play that's fine but i think the owners need to get out of the way and let the guys that want to play in the olympics
1: you know what Uh, maybe it's because the world baseball championships are on and they concluded last night how about that marcus stroman by the way a shout out to toronto blue jays fans outstanding performance (laughs) last night but uh We don't see the best players in the world baseball classic even though it's on the eve of the season and we're talking about doing the olympics at a time where it's going to impact the nhl season so you can make a case for both sides of the equation but a lot of these kids that are getting into the nhl now and looking forward to being nhl's for a long time they were brought up on the fact that there were great world championships every year and the olympics the pros have been participating there every time so i'd like to see that continue all things being equal and i'd like to see the nhl make it make it work and be a truly world game i mean let's also look at this from another angle aj there are some sponsorships with some high-end camera companies for instance from that part of the world that that they throw big money at the nhl and they would they would have to have their uh, hands up in the air saying, hey, wait a minute. We're putting up good money and our headquarters are on this part of the world. The game's coming to our neck of the woods. We want our best, the best players in the world to show up. So uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure on the NHL to have its players participate in this thing i know it plays havoc with the nhl schedule and we've talked about the condensed schedule a lot in our tuesday shows but i think the nhl has to find a way to make it work to uh, make sure they don't anger uh, off-ice interests uh, that impact the sport as well so uh, it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds aj great to be back working with you we had a couple of weeks where we were apart because of our schedules but we're back in the saddle and uh, two fine shows this week thank you very much for your great work as usual
2: Yeah, thanks for leading the way, Paul. It's always great to have the band back together.
1: That's it. Uh, that's it. That's all. And in our breakdown of the best FanDuel plays for to do Thursday's NHL sc- schedule for me, Paul Bruno, who you can follow at Statsman22, and A.J. Scholz, who's a great follow at A.J. Scholes 24 we encourage you to send us your fantasy hockey questions, and we'll do our best to respond quickly. And we'll look forward to be back with you next Tuesday for another podcast episode with a full review of news, news and notes from around the NHL. So long, everybody.